0: Welcome to the Fairview Baptist Church Discipleship Podcast. This is a resource designed to help the Covenant members of Fairview Baptist Church carry out our mission to make disciples of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Joshua Johnston, and today I'm joined by someone much better looking than Matt and Jared. I'm joined by my wife, Jessica. Welcome.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Well, on today's podcast, we'll be looking at discipleship groups, but before we do, I've got a very important question for you. Are you ready?
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: What's your favorite thing about me?
1: (laughs) I guess I would have to say that the only thing I value more than your keen sense of humility is your sense of humor.
0: Well, I certainly appreciate my sense of humor. Uh, I would probably have to say that everything is my favorite thing about me in my most humble opinion. There it is. Well, look, uh, although we could fill a podcast talking about me, that's not why we're here. Uh, We're here to talk about discipleship groups. Um, This is the first of a three-podcast series on the topic, and so I I think we could start by asking the question, why do we need a podcast on discipleship groups?
1: Well, I think that when people hear the term discipleship group, they assume it's just more lingo for Sunday school or Bible study or community group, and I think— And then they they tend to think, well, I'm already in a group like that. So I think it's really important that we bring clarity to the conversation by first defining the terms that we tend to toss around in the Christian language because discipleship groups are actually very distinct in their form and in their purpose. And it's important to talk about what makes discipleship groups different and why it's so important to our daily walk and our personal sanctification. So I wasn't really so much aware of this until recently, And um, it became obvious to me when I was uh, getting my hair cut. My stylist was pretty chatty, and so we swapped bits and pieces of personal information back and forth. I found out that she grew up in the church, and I was sharing about your trip to Ethiopia and explained that your team partnered with local disciple makers to share the gospel in several small villages. So I was a little caught off guard when her follow-up question was, oh, what's a disciple maker? So in that moment, it became clear that I can't assume that my Christian jargon is necessarily understood by my brothers and sisters. I need to speak with clarity. And since the term discipleship group is tossed around and used indiscriminately, it's important to pull it out and set it apart as a spiritual tool that is distinct from the others. And so my question for you is when we hear this term discipleship group at Fairview, what does it mean?
0: Yeah, you know, I- on the surface level or or maybe the book answer uh, I I would say a discipleship group is a gender-specific group usually of three to four believers that meets most often weekly uh, for twelve to eighteen months or so uh, with the intent to grow more spiritually mature Um, but I think if we dig in deeper than that a discipleship group is is really a, a group of Christian brothers and sisters who have committed to meet together with the main aim to grow more Christ-like through uh, the practice of different spiritual disciplines, uh, things like scripture memorization and Bible reading and journaling, and being held in uh, loving accountability, and and even devoting ourselves, uh, devoting ourselves in prayer for one another. Um, and, and, and sort of the hope of all of that is that people um, through this would exhibit lives that are missional and accountable, reproducible, communal, and, and scriptural. Now, uh, Jessica, I know that you're currently meeting with a, a group of ladies on a weekly basis in a, in a discipleship group. Uh, would you tell us about that experience?
1: Sure. So uh, we're a group of three and we've been meeting for about six months. Before we started meeting, I knew that I needed accountability. And so I didn't hesitate for a second when I got this opportunity to be in a group. These women are truly a means of grace to me. I'm always better when I walk away from our meeting than I was when I walked in. And it's not necessarily because of who is in my group, but it's because of who we talk about. Our time together is centered on prayer and God's word. And if we don't walk away changed after that, then we're just not doing it right, so uh, Joshua, I know that you have a much more varied experience with discipleship groups in various contexts, and so I think it would be helpful if you share some about that.
0: Yeah, sure. Um, so I grew up not really going to church, or at least going to church too often, and so um, when I became a Christian, um, I really didn't know what Christians do, and so I just tried to do what I thought they do, and so. Uh, I would try to go to church and uh, I would try to read the Bible, but I, I didn't do either one of those things particularly well uh, and uh, I sort of continued this cycle for uh, about 10 years and and after that period I, I, I would consider myself still being a baby Christian uh, but then uh, some men they, they they came alongside me and they began to teach me some of these, Basic spiritual disciplines that we were talking about earlier, like scripture memorization and Bible reading, and being held in loving accountability, and um, and and in just a period of of uh, several months, I learned more about being a follower of Christ than I had in the previous several years. Uh, and so, for me, this was kind of one of those. Significant periods in my life where God showed me the importance of investing in one another, and it sort of became uh, a passion of mine to disciple others and to be in discipleship groups with others and so i 've been in many, many discipleship groups uh, really all over the world, uh, and each of those groups they 've taken on different shapes and forms, but the aim of all of those groups have been the same, growing in christ 's likeness and and so, Jessica, let me kick a question then back over to you. Now, certainly, discipleship groups aren't the only way to grow as a disciple of Jesus. Uh, here at Fairview, we be, we believe strongly in the importance of, of preaching in our corporate gathering and the need for life group. And we also see the value of many, many other wonderful ministries in our church. So what is it about a discipleship group that makes them worth people's time and their effort?
1: Well, I think that discipleship groups are unique in two particular, two ways in particular, um, for the accountability and for the relationships that you're able to develop. Uh, first of all, um, I think that it's foolish if we were to ever believe that we have arrived to some place where we don't need accountability, regardless of how long we've had a relationship with the Lord. Sin is a daily battle. And we know this because John tells us in his first letter, if we say that we don't have any sin, we're deceiving ourselves and we're not being truthful with ourselves. So accountability is essential. We need it. And one of the ways that I think that accountability is most effective if it's in a relationship with someone that you trust. You've spent time in the Word together. You understand each other's heart. You understand how, um, uh, how the different struggles that each other is experiencing. And so that accountability, I think, works best um, when you've taken time to develop those relationships. So discipleship groups offer both of those things in a unique way that really isn't found in a Bible study setting or a life group or any kind of corporate setting either.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree. And I would add that for men in particular, uh, this is greatly needed because it's, it's really rare that they develop these types of, uh, of deep levels of accountability and relationships apart from being in a discipleship group type relationship. Um, relationships and accountability where where they sh- they share the things they most struggle with and and they really make themselves vulnerable with other men. Uh, it's through groups like these that I, I've seen some of the hardest men uh, let down their guard and and as a result begin to deal with the struggles and burdens that they've carried ar- uh, around for years and sometimes even decades. Um, I would also add though that discipleship groups are are worth the time and effort. Uh, because of their intentional focus on God's Word. Um, Here at Fairview, um, our discipleship groups, we have, for our discipleship groups, we have chosen the best curriculum in the world, and it's the Bible, it's God's Word. Certainly, we as Christians, we are to love the Bible, we are to hunger for the Bible, and we are to read the Bible, but sadly, uh, oftentimes, that's not the case. Um, There was a, a recent study that suggested that 90% of people have never read their Bible through, not even one time, Um, and perhaps just as alarming uh, is another stat that suggests that 80% of churchgoers don't even uh, read their Bibles on a daily basis, and so these aren't exactly the most encouraging stats, Um, and now look, if you're listening to this, uh, I I would tell you my intent on sharing these stats is, is not to guilt you by these. Uh, but rather point to the fact that I believe we have a problem, and one of the benefits of a discipleship group is that it intentionally focuses on reading, meditating on, and storing God's Word in our hearts with the goal of becoming more mature in our relationship with Christ. And so, for me, and I believe for many others, we need something like this. Now, surely there are people out there that are thinking, I have enough on my plate already, or there are other ministry opportunities that I'm I'm interested. So, what would you tell those people? Uh,
1: certainly, there are different seasons in life where we may have more or less time to devote to. Um, groups and and meeting outside of our home uh for the purpose of um studying the word and prayer and that sort of thing um but you know i just want to encourage you that um to make it a priority the best that you can um, We've not only seen the benefit of this in our own personal spiritual growth, we've seen it in others around us, and um, it's it's something that you really don't understand until you have been in a group and experienced the benefits for yourself. and. I also would like to add that, you know, sometimes, you know, when we're feeling busy or anxious or stressed about whatever is going on in our life, it's easy to make the excuse that I don't have time for this right now. But honestly, I really believe that it's in those seasons of life that you need it the most and that it should take priority over um, everything to make time for the word and to make time for your group to be able to. Um, not only receive that um, accountability, but there's also so much encouragement and love and support and help that you get from this group as well. So they are really um, a great um, value and benefit. So that's what I would say.
0: Yeah. And I would just add to that person who says that maybe they have too much on their plate. Um, While this may not be a season uh, in your life where you can invest time in a discipleship group, At the same time, I would say that you never have too much on your plate where devoting time to God's Word and prayer and investing in the life of others ceases to be a priority. And so, you know, maybe that doesn't happen through the vehicle of a discipleship group. I think that's okay. Um, At the same time, I would encourage you to consider uh, in what other ways are these things happening in your life Um, If you don't have room on your plate for God's Word and praying for one another and discipling other people, then I really believe that the issue is not with those things. The issue is with the other things on your plate. And so you might have to reshuffle things or maybe even remove things on your plate to prioritize those things. And um, You know, look, I I recognize that those are kind of tough words, um, but... I believe so much in the importance of God's Word, prayer, and discipleship um, that I think all of us should consider how is that happening, and for some of us, that will be in the vehicle of a discipleship group. Well, once again, our, our time here is up, um, but before we go, uh, Jessica, will you kind of give a, a glimpse of the, what they can expect over the next several podcasts?
1: Uh, Well, we'll be discussing how to get into a discipleship group and what the first few weeks may look like. Then we'll address some common myths and misconceptions about discipleship groups. And finally, we'll discuss how to start a family discipleship group.
0: Yeah, great. So uh, check back over the next uh, couple of weeks where we talk more about this topic of discipleship groups. Well, before we go, uh, our closing question uh, Jessica, uh, it's sort of our common practice at the end of each podcast to ask one question, and you are to answer it quickly without offering any types of clarifying thoughts or comments. You simply answer the question. Got it? Mm-hmm. All right. So the question for you is this Who is your favorite pastor on staff?
1: Pastor Joshua.
0: Oh, well, <laughs> I would have to agree. Guys, thank you so much for joining us today. And until next time, Fairview, may we exist to make disciples of Jesus Christ.